Has COVID done anything for business? Absolutely. It's proven that your business needs cloud computing more than ever. So migrate now to get optimal security and access for your work from anywhere workforce. No cloud offers more than the Microsoft Cloud. And no one gets your business into the Microsoft Cloud better than CloudForce. It's all they do. Start now at GoCloudForce.com. That's GoCloudForce.com. Handle on the news. Late edition. AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Good morning. It's the Bill Handel Show. Bill's off today. He'll be back on Monday. He uh, got involved in a Zoom Mahjong tournament, and apparently it went until like 3 o'clock in the morning, and so he decided to just sleep in and take a day off. It is time for Handle on the News Late Edition. Uh, Layla Muhammad is here in for Jennifer Jones-Lee. Good morning. Guten Morgen. Was für eine Faber haben Sie wand? Wie geht's? I don't know. And uh, <laughs> so it's Layla Muhammad and me, and here is your lead story. Uh, we do have heat and red flag warnings in parts of L.A. County, Orange County, Ventura County, uh, all day today until currently scheduled to be in effect until 6 p.m., Thanks to those Santa Ana winds, high temperatures, single-digit humidity. All a recipe for possible conflagration. So there you go. Be safe. That's the bottom line. Don't don't have a gender reveal. And I'm not trying to be funny because that was really tragic, actually. And But don't, things like that, when you know there's a high risk for fire danger, you're doing silly things that might ignite a you know, wildfire. We've had enough already. Anyway, not life-saving. So the World Health Organization is out with its study that shows remdesivir and three other treatments for COVID have little or no effect on death rates among hospitalized patients. Now, hydroxychloroquine is also a part of this report. We know that remdesivir is one of the drugs that President Trump took after he tested positive for COVID-19 a couple of weeks ago. But this study included 405 hospitals across 30 countries, more than 11,000 patients. Pretty decent study. Yeah, but it's only looking at effect on death rates. Right. That doesn't mean this study didn't say anything about whether it can um, Help shorten you. recovery yeah, time, right. for example, mm-hmm. or have some other benefit for a COVID-19 patient. Okay, um, I think that this has been in the news for a bit. There was that syndrome in children, multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, MIS-C, that some kids related to COVID would have weird rashes and other inflammation. Well, now they're seeing it in adults. First of all, as to the children aspect of it, there are only about uh, 1,027 confirmed cases of it. So it is not widespread. It's rare. And the adult version of this is even rarer at this point. It's basically anecdotal case studies that come out. Yeah, but I don't want the symptoms. Well, I think you don't want to get COVID-19 at all. At all, right. Uh, This, you know, the the guy they were looking at in this study, the dusky red circular patches on the palms of his hands and feet, uh, the soles of his feet, pink Mm -hmm. eyes, extremely dry lips. 
There's so much we're learning about this. Uh, it's a, it's a weird disease because it doesn't it doesn't want to stay in its lane. Right. Dentists have another reason to smile. Isn't that the same song? Yeah. Well, thanks for being creative, John. Same type of news. <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, <laughs> rates of COVID-19 among dentists were low once they started reopening and people started coming back to the office. We're talking about less than 1% had either confirmed or probable cases of COVID-19 in their offices when they you know, responded to this nationwide survey that went out in June. Uh, 2,000 dentists surveyed and... This makes me smile because I went to my dentist about two weeks ago for my Mm -hmm. cleaning. I was a couple of months behind on the cleaning, Wayne, because I was thinking this might be a place that's, you know, right for COVID transmission. But when you go in there, dentist's office were already super clean, at least mine were, and they have the face shields and the mask and they're doing, so I felt very safe. It's not dangerous for you. It's dangerous for them because you're in there with your mouth open. That's true. For a long time. Uh, I went to the dentist more recently than you. Oh, rec- regular cleaning. Okay. Did you guys have? Did you have the? And I don't know what it's called. It's a thing. It looks like a. It's a box about the size of a dorm refrigerator or so, and then coming out of it is about a three-inch diameter rigid plastic pipe with an opening, and they put it about I don't know six inches from your mouth. And it has super crazy suction, and it sucks any aerosolized particles that come out of your mouth. I didn't see this right down into it. It is it is in addition to the masks and the shield and every surface covered in plastic and running a massive uh, hospital grade air purifier unit right there. Right plus this crazy thing. Mm -hmm. So I got it. I think dead. He's done with I us. think dentists have been, to some extent, at the forefront of figuring out ways to really keep those those procedures safe. And people still have to go. I mean, I'm sure during COVID, people, you know, the beginning of the whole COVID pandemic, people had emergencies. One thing that a lot of dentist office were seeing uh, were people, you know, biting down hard on popcorn kernels and yeah. cracking teeth and stuff like that. So they still were in business. All right, so we both went to dentists recently, and yeah. we both give thumbs up for the procedures, and my, and right? And my teeth feel good. It's good. <laughs> um, okay, uh, this should be no surprise. Two prominent teachers' unions are fighting calls to reopen the schools. California Teachers Association, that's 300,000 teachers, and uh, UTLA, about 30,000. And, of course, who is calling for the reopening of the schools the loudest? The parents, they say distance learning is no good. It stinks. And we want our kids to go back to the classroom. And then it's the teachers unions who are saying no. And they have a lot of power because working conditions, that's part of their contracts. You know, in other words, the the, the school administrators can't just arbitrarily impose working conditions on these teachers. They have to agree, basically. So I think they are at least ostensibly trying to work something out. Right. Um, but they want very strict safety protocols, to say the least. It's, there's just so many challenges. You need the protocols in place to go back and feel you know, safe as a teacher, obviously. And as a parent, you want your kids to be safe. And then there are the challenges that are happening at home when you're trying to work from home. Two and three kids are trying to learn from home. It's a lot going on. I do not... 
I do not, um, you know, it, by any means think this is easy for parents. I don't have kids, but I look at parents and think, I oh, don't no, know how you're doing it. It's extremely hard. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing it. Hey, mask up or pay up? Okay, so this is for you folks in Burbank. So, the, you know, wearing a face covering in public was already a thing, but now Burbank is enforcing this. The first fine is 100 bucks. Second citation, 200 and then up to $500 after that. Um, they're, they're getting complaints about people not wearing their masks in parks, at the Chandler Bikeway, downtown Burbank, and the Magnolia Park Business District. So you've got to put the face covering on. Yeah. Although it won't be the Burbank PD. No, they've contracted another... Some other company called yeah. Wilden Engineering will issue administrative citations and will only call the cops in, uh, and probably if somebody acts up, obviously. Which is gonna probably going to gonna happen. You know, uh, At some point it will. It will. You know, normally we take a break, but we're not because it's Friday. Let's do it. This is a super segment, so we just keep going till the top of the hour. Well, uh, Hawaii used to have a very strict, if you show up here, you're doing a 14-day quarantine. Then they offered the option, if you can produce a negative test, you don't have to quarantine. And that's what everybody's doing. About 8,000 people flew into Hawaii on the first day of this program that allows you to forego the 14-day quarantine uh, by having a, a, a negative COVID-19 test, which now airlines are selling before you get on the flight, you can buy a rapid result COVID test, which if it's negative, then you take it with you. You land in Hawaii. You go, guess what? This morning, tested negative. Yeah, one lady on that flight was like, I paid 250 bucks for my results so I can get up out of here. <laughs> she was <That's laughs> flying right. out of San Francisco. I, I never thought it was a bad thing to fly to Hawaii and have to quarantine for two weeks. I kind of want to go there now and spend two months. In quarantine? I Listen, if I have my own pool and I have a nice view and I have all my snacks. I didn't realize you were so rich that you were going to be able to to rent a big house with your own pool. Who said I had to rent a house? Maybe I have friends who actually. You I can't have known, do that. I know. I know. I have known a couple of friends who are who are uh, military wives who are living in Hawaii. It's beautiful in Hawaii. Yeah, but you Hawaii. can't stay with them. I know. Um, so. But I've been wanting to go and visit again, mm-hmm. and so this makes me happy if you get your, well, get the your clean bill of health and then yeah, you can move Yeah, get the on. test. You can go wherever you want. I'm going. Okay. Uh, all right. This story, I uh, it's weird. The Twitter story? Yeah. Hacked content backlash. I remember when it started up the Twitter. I said that this is it. I've had <laughs> Okay, so Twitter last night changing its hacked materials policy, and this is all coming after Twitter blocked links to an unverified New York Post article about Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Uh, Twitter said the article had been blocked on Wednesday because it included images of personal email addresses and violated the platform's hacked materials policy. There was, of course, some backlash. It was a very controversial decision. And conservatives and the president also said Twitter was biased and censoring this article. So now, moving forward... Twitter will no longer remove hacked content unless it is directly shared by hackers or by those working with hackers. And Twitter will also label tweets to provide context instead of just blocking links from being shared. Did I explain that well? Yeah, I think so. Okay. This is similar to when when a government person leaks classified information, right? Right. Then once the press gets it, too bad. 
The right. press can do whatever they want with it. And this is sort of similar. Twitter's saying, if you're not the person who did the hacking, we're going to let you put up hacked materials. Uh, but Twitter still did not put this article back with the links because they're saying it still revealed personal information that shouldn't have been shared. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. Now, sometimes you have animals that become famous for predicting things. Like there's an octopus in Florida that has correctly predicted the last 10 Super Bowls. Well, here is a bakery that has accurately predicted the last three elections. And listen, this is not magic. This is basically a kind of polling. It's Lochelle's Bakery in Hatboro, which is uh, right outside Philly. And what they've been doing is uh, they sell a blue cookie and a red cookie. And then they keep track of how many of each they sell. And for the last three elections, whichever cookie had sold the most was also the party that won the election. And they say that uh, currently red cookies are in the lead. So if they are correct, President Trump will be reelected. But it's not a because I mean, you know, if you're buying a red cookie, it's probably because you support Trump. And if you're buying a blue cookie, you're supporting Biden because that's the whole point of it. So it's really just like taking a poll. In fact, it's taking a poll, but you have to pay to take the poll. Because you have to buy the cookie. The same? But like, you does get the a red cookie, cookie taste yeah, like the blue yeah, cookie? Yeah, it's just food, the food coloring. Okay, is so the it's only not like difference. it, you know, has no, a flavor. No, it's not like they go red Here, velvet and here's you know, a blue blueberry. Oat, <laughs> here's a blue oatmeal anchovy cookie. <laughs> right. And here's a red chocolate onion cookie. Well, now I want cookies. Gruesome discovery. A pretty bizarre story out of uh, Kern County. So. A woman from Santa Ana who disappeared in 2017 was identified after her remains were found at Kern County's Buena Vista Lake in separate locations. This is two years apart, by the way. So the first discovery was in 20 uh, was in 2018 when a human leg, part of a leg, was found, and then again in 2020, which July this year more remains were discovered in a car. So they put all this together and realized it's the same woman, yeah. uh, Shirley Makasell, who was 63 years old, who had been missing since 2017. And then they find her car they submerged did. in there. Yes. Yeah, So sad. I think they still don't know exactly what happened. Right. But and they so just the, know it's her. And Santa Ana police have taken over the investigation. Well, uh, a man serving a life sentence for stealing hedge clippers has been paroled. Uh, this is a good case to highlight uh, why some of these repeat offender or recidivist statutes are no good. This guy, now granted, he he had a long record. 22 arrests, 11 convictions, one of them a violent crime, uh, attempted armed robbery. Uh, the other stuff, not violent, but still, that's a lot of convictions. And uh, he got popped for stealing hedge clippers from a carport storage room. And under Louisiana's repeat offender thing, he got a mandatory life sentence, although you can still get parole. Um, and so the committee on parole voted 3 nothing to let him out. And they talked about, too, I mean, part of his story, he admits he had a drug problem, right, when he stole these clippers and was getting in trouble all the time. Um, but he said he had 24 years to recognize that problem and be 
and constant communication with the Lord to help him with the problem. And so they also said that while he was in prison, he was in a, a, a drug and anger management program. He didn't have any recent disciplinary problems. So I, I think that this is one of those cases where it makes sense to actually give him parole. Well, the problem with these <clears throat> recidivist statutes, this is the same problem California's three strikes law has, where you go, all right, you have violent crime or serious crime, violent crime or serious crime, and now anything. The, thir the third strike can be anything. Why not just make it two strikes and they both have to be violent? Do you know what I'm saying? That Because it's, that it's makes the too weirdest, much sense. It's the weirdest. If what you're trying to say is we're going to have a system where at some point we say enough is enough. Right? Which I agree with that 100%. At some point with criminals, you do have to say enough is enough with putting you in and letting you out and pretending that you're going to reintegrate into society. There are a small number of criminals for whom that is fool's gold, that idea. It's just true. But the idea that like, oh, you robbed somebody with a gun. Oh, you did that again, but we still let you out. Oh, you stole hedge clippers. Now we pull the life sentence on you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we are at, oh. Story 12. Change the name. If you're going to okay, so let's dive into this. Uh, 44 schools in San Francisco could have their names changed. This mm -hmm. is, you know, all, all happening during a time when we're seeing, you know, statues and monuments removed of historical figures because they may have had ties to to slavery and so and other, you know, other racial tie, racial injustice ties. Okay, so 44 schools. Um, Anyone directly involved with the colonization of people, those connected to any human rights or environmental abuses, slave owners or participants in enslavement, and known racist and or white supremacists and uh, those who have racist beliefs. Anybody who meets that criteria, those names can be removed from these schools. Parents, I think, are confused as to why now, but this is the conversation that's happening. One of the schools, though, is the that's recommended for change is the Diane Feinstein elementary school, which honors the current Senator mm -hmm. uh, because she reportedly replaced a vandalized Confederate flag back in 1986. Some of the schools that will have to change Abraham Lincoln high, George Washington high Roosevelt middle school, Jefferson elementary. And this is all done by the San Francisco School Names Advisory Committee. Which is a thing, which I never knew. Yeah, so I said committee. this earlier. I am going to repeat myself because much earlier in the show, uh, the subject of committees came up. So I'm just going to repeat one of my famous quotes of all time by a guy, uh, Barnett Cox, who said, A committee is a cul-de-sac down which ideas are lured and then quietly strangled. Man, there's nothing there's nothing worse than a committee. I'm here to tell you right now. There's nothing worse. I mean, that's not true. There's a lot of things that are worse, like stomach cancer is worse than a committee. But you get my point, right? I get what you're saying. Okay, a church wanted to make a social statement, so they installed a statue of a homeless Jesus lying on a bench outside their property, and then the cops were called. Because somebody thought it was a real person sleeping on the bench, so they called the cops. <clears throat> Oops. 
that what happened? That's exactly what happened. Oh. St. Barnabas Episcopal Church. Yeah. Uh, they said, you know, we want to put the, it's sort of a statement about, it's like that uh, Joan Osborne song, What If God Was One Of Us, just uh, something on the bus, smelly guy on the bus, or whatever it is. The idea was, you know, it's it's a statue, but it's a it's a sculpture, whatever. It's a homeless person, but it's Jesus. And you you don't know who people are. You have to treat everybody with love and respect. All right. I mean, I'm down for that. It's their property. They want to do it. That's great. And then somebody just talk about an overreaction. Absolutely. They must have been so embarrassed when they found out that it was a statue put there by the church. Oh, no. Well, Disney fans, donate big. So this couple, Tom and Sarah Bricker, they have a Disney tourist blog. They love Disney World. And uh, they felt bad when they heard about all the layoffs happening. You know, we reported this, 28,000 employees across Disney parks uh, and experiences were, were, you know, getting the, the pink slip and losing their jobs. So they started doing a virtual fundraiser to raise money to help the community. And uh, they made a $500 donation. Then they asked people to match it. And now we're at $50,000 to, to a food bank to help the laid off park employees. That's nice. John, how much have you donated to this? Uh, n- Nothing yet. And is that because it's Disney World in Florida and, not, and not Disneyland in Anaheim? No, they're one and the same. Okay. They're yeah. very different, but they're both great experiences. I tend to prefer the Disneyland. It doesn't feel as chaotic as Disney World. To me. Oh, uh, let's not start a let's not start a fight here <laughs> on this show. Right. Um Hey, the lemur has been found. Now, we had somebody took a lemur in Orange County not that long ago. Somebody went into the zoo and took a lemur out. Well, somebody did it again. I'm sure a different person up at the San Francisco Zoo. <laughs> they stole the 21-year-old ring-tailed lemur named Maki. And uh, the next day, yesterday, Maki has been found at a school on the playground. He at was Hope at the Lutheran playground. day school. Yeah. He had a play date, I said earlier. Uh-huh. He was, he was playing on the stuff. He's like, hey, what took y'all so long? <laughs> Very. Here's the deal. There's a five-year-old, uh, I guess, student at this school, James Trin, who said... And I agree about having a lemur on your playground. It's exciting. And then he said, I like the way they look. Oh, how much fun for those kids. I know. Now the lemur's back at the zoo. We got time for another one? Yes. Stay- but no. Yes. We don't. No, we don't, actually. I'm so sorry. Oh. I don't. I didn't mean to do it. We don't. We're late. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, fine. No, no one will ever know what the next story was <laughs> going know, to I be. I know, I know. Oh. Well, you got to stay on time here at KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Right now at Papa John's, get $6 Papa deal. Plus, any side, this side, that side, all these sides. For just six dollars each, that's a lot of sides. Get six dollar Papa deals and six dollar sides only at PapaJohns.com.